Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and our show today is Leadership of the Heart. My co-host is finally back. Yay! I'm so excited to see her. She has been off moving around, changing some things in her life in New Zealand, and we're super excited to have her back. Let's welcome Riska Dupree to the program. Welcome. Hello. Well, it's nice to have you back. Have you let me do all my moves. Yes. Yeah, sorry, we had a little delay there. So it's nice to have you back. Do you want to tell our audience what it was you've been doing? Mm. So, yes, I would love to tell you guys what I was up to. Um, and if I do space out a little bit, I do apologize. My internet is still in the works because I was moving. So I moved from Hamilton all the way down to the South Island. And now I stay in Blenheim, which is wine country, and it's beautiful around here. So I'm very fortunate to be able to have moved. And I have to say, I'm in the process of moving yet again. So it is always good to have a familiar place to come back to, which, of course, is USA Global TV and being back with Dr. Jacqueline on Leadership of the Thank you so much, Mariska. It's fabulous to have you back. And just a quick refresh for people who aren't aware, but Mariska and I actually met while we were both taking our certification to become life coaches. And it seems so long ago, but we instantly connected and Mariska has been coaching me for years personally and professionally. So uh, she's really fantastic at what she does and you'll want to reach out to her. She is a co-host here in our platform. She's also one of our expert presenters on Talking Heads, and she's an elevated listener. When she's not on this platform, she's a transformation and leadership coach helping people all around the world. So please do reach out to her. Her contact information is there. If you're joining us on one of our radio platforms, it's Mariska, M-A-R-I-S-K-A, at journeytodiscover.com. All right, Mariska, I'm really excited for our topic today. It's actually one that I've been working on myself, my inner child. My inner child has been locked away. I've been running in my masculine energy 24-7. The feminine energy has just been put to the side. So we've got a, a wonderful person who's here with us today, and she's going to help us really tap into our inner child. And uh, she's a, a licensed holistic trauma counselor. She's also a psychotherapist. She's a spiritual coach. She's a mindfulness meditation teacher. And she's joining us from the great state of Washington in the United States. Let's welcome Amy Dean. Hello. Good to see you all. Nice to see you. What a lovely introduction, by the way. Thank you. That was perfect. You're so welcome. Well, this is something that is really important. Many of us have never liked our inner child or right. we're trying to find out what is an inner child. So if you can just yes. share with our audience, people who don't know anything about this subject and why it's important to you and to everyone. Yes. Great question. And thank you, by the way, for sharing so vulnerably about your experience with the inner child, because that is very many people's experience, which is that we're so busy and we're pushing ourselves to make things happen that we don't even remember or know that we have an inner child deep within our hearts that is waiting to be uncovered within us. And so what the inner child is, we'll start from the very beginning. The inner child is quite simply a part of us that has always been there from the time we were very young. And as we've grown as adults, this part remains within our body, within our mind, and it's showing up in different ways. So when this part is wounded, and I call this, you know, core wounds that we carry from very early on in our lives, 
what tends to happen is we get really stuck. We get stuck in this conditioning. We get stuck in our mental patterns. We get stuck in our lives. And we don't really understand why. But this is usually the culprit. This is the core of why we are not living our full potential, why we don't feel empowered, why we struggle with self-doubt or imposter syndrome or, or something to that effect. And it also is the reason why we struggle with anxiety or depression or anything that feels other than our authentic kind of calm, grounded self, you can be sure that the inner child has some kind of, it's almost like, it's almost like this part is coming in and creating this experience that of struggle, right? But this part is not an enemy. So that's an important thing to note. This part is actually very near and dear to your heart and really just needs love and needs this understanding that it is 100% validated. And so through the self-compassion work with your inner child, you can start to heal, truly heal at the root, this very deep wound around not being worthy or not being good enough or some kind of shame that lurks beneath the surface. And then what's really cool about this is that over time, what tends to happen is your life shows up in a completely different way. So you start to feel more in tune with yourself. You start to have better relationships. Your health improves. You have a deeper connection with yourself spiritually and emotionally. So a lot of great things. And I would say that's a, a pretty good introduction for the inner child and, and what that is all about. Thank you so much. We do have some comments from our lovely friend in the UK, Adam. Hello. I hated my inner child growing up. Now I love it. And I would so love to connect with Amy. And can you please connect us? Hello. I am now connecting you. <laughs> do you feel connected? I feel connected. Hello, Adam. <laughs> this is very cool. Adam is a mental health warrior, and he just was on a show of ours recently and, and shared um how he dealt with uh, suicidal thoughts and, uh, and now how he's turned his life around and he's helping other people. So I'm grateful oh. for you guys to connect. Yes. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. It's, it's like that story of transforming from pain, right? Into, into authenticity, right? Or into purpose. Mm -hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you, Adam. And Mariska, I know there's a time delay. So um, when you want to say something, just jump in because I'm not sure if you're if you're on point with us with the Internet. So, um, Amy, a question mm -hmm. I have for you is right yeah. now with everything going on in the world, people yeah. are still struggling. They're struggling in so yeah. many ways. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they're reaching out. And for other people, they're mm -hmm. actually afraid to reach out because they don't want to do the work. Is it possible to change, to transform, to have an awakening without doing any work? Oh, gosh, what a question. So, so that is a big one. But I will say that it does take work. So I want to be totally transparent. This, while, of course, we're looking at the inner child and, and saying this is at the root, right? This is, once we heal this, this is how we come into our full selves, right? This is how we truly understand who we are. It's not, it is kind of paradoxical because on one level it is effortful because you do have to take that next step and say, okay, I'm going to move forward with courage. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to try to understand my inner world. I'm going to look at myself and see what is actually holding me back from my full potential. And that takes, I mean, a lot of vulnerability. It takes work to say, I'm willing to look at some old wounds, which include memories and traumas and experiences that, of course, I don't recommend doing on your own if you've been through a considerable amount of trauma. And so there, it is work. But then over time, it's really interesting because it's work at first, right? It's kind of, I mean, it's hard work at first, but then over time, and it doesn't have to take a lot of time, by the way. I find when I work with my clients, it takes maybe a few months just to start to get this clear sense of, ah, that's why I'm stuck. Oh, okay. That is the core wound I'm dealing with, such as a shame wound. And that is what's causing me the most stress. And so through that self-awareness, through that openness and that vulnerability, what tends to happen is it becomes more effortless over time. The healing happens more naturally and organically because now you've already started the process. You've taken that big step forward, but it does require that inner, almost like looking at yourself right in the mirror and saying, okay, I'm ready. 
right? So it definitely is all about the readiness. Thank you so much, Amy. And I'm also wondering if we are not able to remember certain times in our life, I just was having this conversation with someone, I can't remember their whole childhood or can't remember parts of their life. Is that some uh, something that you can help people with also in this process of awakening? Yes. And I love that because often it's actually really common. I hear this a lot where, you know, some people will start work with me and then they'll say, okay, let's do this. Let's dive in. I'm ready. Right. We've gotten past the, the readiness phase now. And now it's about, well, I don't really remember my childhood or I have very intermittent experiences of memories of my childhood. And what we tend to, so I have this process that I take my clients through in this awakened living community that I offer, which is a community community where everyone comes together to heal their inner child wounds. And in this community, what we do is we look at what is the major wounds. And I have uncovered four major wounds that are connected to our inner child. That is survival, which is this very base fear of not surviving, right? Our physical survival. Then it's shame, which is I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy. Then there's abandonment, which is this fear that you're going to be betrayed because of the situation that has occurred in the past. And then there's disempowerment, which is this inability to speak your truth and be fully authentic within yourself. And they all connect. None of them are separate, but one of them might've started before the others for you. So with my clients, we go through this process of uncovering what is really at the root. What is this absolute core wound that's keeping you stuck out of all four of these? Which one is it? And we do a deep dive into their experiences that they can remember. And then I take clients on a very deep meditative process to understand, you know, a bit more about which memories might have occurred. But the good news is you don't have to have like a really clear idea of memories because if you've been through trauma, you might not have a lot of ideas around your you know, particular memories and the details of them. But as long as you have kind of a vague understanding of, well, I went through this when I was five, or I know that this happened, or, you know, I have this idea of what it was like to go through this at this age. And that's enough, quite honestly, to start this work. And, you know, I'm not in the, uh, my number one goal is not to go inward and say, let's uncover and unearth all these difficult memories, right? All these challenging memories that are making you feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> that's not the goal. But the idea is just to uncover what are some of the major memories. So maybe five to 10 that connect to this core wound. And so most people are able to, once we go into the meditative state, to actually dive deep into that and understand it a little bit better and sometimes even a lot better. But that's not always required. Just kind of an overview of our memories are what is needed to go forward. That is so good to know because I, I was thinking, well, if I had to remember everything since I was born, that might be a bit tricky. <laughs> We're in trouble now, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh-oh, yeah, I should have kept a journal, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and two yes. things come to mind for me. The one is if you if you have a vague idea that something happened or maybe someone in your family told you, oh, this happened, you might be fearful of looking at the shadows of yourself and actually putting yourself back mm -hmm. into that situation. But can we actually truly heal if we don't go back to the situation? Yeah. So, you know, the interesting thing is from my experience and the work that I've done, there is a way to awaken and heal 100% through just even self-compassion practices and you know, working with mindfulness practices each day and really dedicating ourselves to that process. However, I find that if you've been through a considerable amount of trauma or you've been through, you know, a lot of hardships in your life and or if you're just finding you're getting stuck in one or more areas of your life no matter what you're doing let's say you're really great at self-care you're meditating every day and you're taking great care of yourself and you have a therapist or you have a coach and or both right and you're doing all the right things and you're finding that it's just you're still stuck and you're not able to break free of that wall then typically at that point i say i mean we have to dive in we have to dive into the actual root core memory and because that memory connects to beliefs and those beliefs connect to your thoughts and those 
you know, thoughts connect to your emotions. And it's this kind of cluster of experiences within your mind and body that we have to start to untangle, right, in order to access that deeper wounding, which, of course, can sound really uncomfortable as I say it right now. But the interesting thing is that in the work that I do, which is very, very spiritually based as well, you know, there's lots of different avenues I go down. But in the Awakened Living program in particular, we go into what's called the Akashic Records, which is a, I like to say it's an inner resource. It is your heart-based resource where you can access higher elements of consciousness, your higher awareness, your best version of yourself and connect with this higher wisdom. And from here, you know, quite honestly, this is where we can be in the depth and the hardships of these memories and not feel the kind of pain we used to, which is very different from my therapy work, right? In that we have to kind of sit in the pain a little bit and stew in it and work through it. But in the coaching work, it's more of having this beautiful space to contain all of that. So that was a lot of information, but that's kind of the, the process that I, that I take people through. Thank you so much. It's always good to know how you work with people so that they can uh, contact you right away and know what to expect. Yes, absolutely. It, as you were describing it, it gave me a feeling of a ball of yarn that got really tangled. And if, I'm looking at the ball. I don't know how to untangle it, but with you saying, hey, try this string and that string and that string, it almost feels like as you were talking, it was untangling itself in order for me to have a better look at how to get this thing into one long string again instead of a tangled mess. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yes. Thank you for that metaphor. That's perfect, actually. Yes. It's like one string at a time, right? And actually, one way to even continue that metaphor is that you only need to pull a few strings, right, in order for the whole ball to kind of open up, right? You don't have to do like one string. There's one memory. Okay, got 500 more memories, right, as strings that I have to keep pulling here. Oh my gosh, that would be exhausting. And that's why, you know, I do the deep dive work with my clients at the beginning to determine what are these like really major memories that connect to this core wound, because it all starts there. And then from there, this web of experiences have opened up, right? And then we become who we are as a result. But it's fascinating because when you work at the core of it, I mean, everything starts to come together much easier and much quicker than before. Thank you, Amy. A follow-up question I have is, if we've been this way for our whole lives and uh, people know us in this way, and now we start to do this work and heal ourselves, how might it impact other people who liked us in our repressed state, so to speak? Yes, <laughs> that is a challenge, I will tell you, for a lot of people. So what tends to happen for a lot of my clients is, especially around, I'll give you a very specific example, around setting boundaries, for instance, right? I mean, some of my clients will come to me and say, look, I mean, I'm trying to set boundaries. I'm doing the best I can in my life. I'm a people pleaser. And I've really struggled to say no to people. I'm a yes person, right? So they come to me and they say, well, I really want to set good boundaries. I want to say no because I'm burnt out. I'm trying to do too much. I'm the helper. I'm you know, taking care of everyone. And so it's working for everyone else, right? I mean, that is one example where that kind of re, you know, repressed state of our different parts of us, I call these subpersonalities, such as a people pleaser, right? That stands in and takes care of everyone. But that's not working for the person, right? That's not working for you in that moment because you are burnt out. So what ends up happening is when you do start to work with those different parts of you, the people pleaser, which is just a manifestation of the wounding that is showing up as the inner child, then what tends to happen here is the people pleaser stops needing to use that unhealthy way of coping, right? And it changes its whole perspective and becomes a different aspect of self. Now that's great because mm -hmm. now you get to say no more often, right? You get to decide, okay, is this actually in alignment with my authentic self before I say yes to it? And if so, then other people aren't going to like that so much, are they? 
because they're used to you being the yes person. <laughs> they're used to you being the people pleaser. They're, I mean, that's just their normal everyday experience. So that is a challenge. And then that's kind of like the next level piece of the work that I do with clients, which is around like a conflict avoidant part. That's like terrified they're going to lose your relationships or sometimes it activates that abandonment wounding that we just, so we just worked on the disempowerment wound, you know, around setting boundaries and being more empowered. And now an abandonment wound comes up of, oh no, now I'm going to lose everybody in my life because I'm stepping up in this way. And sometimes you do lose people in your life. I mean, I, I want to be totally honest. Sometimes that does happen because it wasn't in alignment with your true self, right? But often other people, you know, if they are in the same wavelength as you and they love you to be happy and they care about your well-being, then at some point they come around and then it kind of mirrors your growth. You know, your growth mirrors their growth and then you tend to grow together. So I see that happen more frequently than losing people in our lives. And the people that have lost people in their lives as a result of setting boundaries, usually those people were already on their way out and or they were already having trouble in their relationship. And this people pleaser part was just trying to kind of keep it together when it wasn't meant to be. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully that answers that question. I absolutely love that. As you were talking in the very beginning of that uh, comment, I felt like I had on yeah. this heavy coat and maybe a backpack and a bunch of stuff. And I was way down with the, these relationships and these, these uh, putting myself in these positions that don't suit me, don't serve me. And as you're talking, I'm taking them off, off. I'm getting lighter and lighter and letting go of so many things that don't serve me. Yes. Oh, exactly. I love that too. It's, it's almost like it's layers, right? one layer at a time and the next layer and then the next layer until you realize I'm back home to myself. And this is actually the book I'm writing. It's called Unmask Your Soul, which is all about peeling back the layers of these different parts of you, right? Like a people pleaser or a, um, a part of you that is struggling with feeling good enough. And of course, the inner child. So we're unmasking the truth of who we are at our root, at our core to really truly live our best life right to live fully joyful and peaceful and to live with no regrets right which is what a lot of us are hoping to do but we tend to be drawn in or led by these different parts of us at the control panel of our mind and therefore we are unable to make the decisions that are really in alignment so that's what this healing work does is it helps people to get back to the core understanding of who they are. This is so important. And I just have a, a personal comment to share with you. My vocal coach, Madeline Chan and I are co-producing a song together. We wrote it already. And as we were rehearsing it, there are certain words. I, this song is called, what was I thinking back then? I haven't released it yet. But when I look back into my past and I was singing it, when I got to the word love, I started mm -hmm. crying. Mm -hmm. I just started crying. And we had a whole conversation about the fact that it's hard for me to accept love or to feel that I am worthy of being loved. And that's pretty important, right? So I'm starting to do some work on that. And I'm just wondering, is that something that you've ever experienced with your clients? Oh, yes. And thank you for sharing that, too. That is huge right there. In fact, you know, it's interesting because even with clients that we haven't even started talking about healing the inner child, we'll just start getting into our goal setting process of what is it they'd like their lives to look like. And we'll do some of this deep dive work around you know, this visualization, right? Of what is my life going to look like if I really tap in? And they'll get into these beautiful visuals of what their relationships look like and what their health looks like and what their work is looking like. And then all of a sudden, which is very common, you know, a lot of, you know, especially the women I work with, you know, because I work mostly with women, they end up getting to this place of feeling like, wait a second, I don't deserve any of that. Like, I don't deserve to have these things that I've wanted my whole life. And then we get down to it, right? Because at that point, now that is the biggest block. That's the reason why we can't manifest or connect with the things that we really want in our lives, right? Is because of that. 
And it's so common for that wound to not be there until we really do some deep dive work on it. Right. I mean, we don't typically go around saying I'm not worthy, you know, or I don't deserve love or I mean, that's not like our typical conversation with people. Like, yeah, I've got this, you know, I'm keeping it together or I'm going to remain confident. But we don't typically go in that direction. It's not until we tap in and we start to sit with it for a moment. And that's when we uncover right the root of it from there. Really well said. Thank you, Mariska. That actually brings me to something that I was wondering a little bit earlier on yes. um, around if if I'm sitting at work or at home, wherever, I feel quite normal, right? Yeah. I'm used to the way that I feel. I'm used to the way that I think. So how will I know that I actually need to do this work? Because to me, it feels normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, great point. Because at some point, you're just like, well, this is kind of like my everyday reality, right? I mean, this is my normal yeah. way of being. Maybe I'm used to having problems at work, right? Or I'm used to feeling like I'm like being frustrated, maybe because I'm not being listened to by my boss or coworkers. Or I'm used to coming home after a long work day and having a glass of wine to unwind and deal with the stressors of my day to day, right? And so we get into these patterns of, well, things aren't bad but they're not good. Right. It's kind of like the mm -hmm. plateau or like the fine zone. Right. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm okay. But I think what it takes, I mean, for the most part, I would say most people who come to me, they they're at this point where they're like, I'm done. Like I'm so done. I'm tired of the fine state. It's not working for me. Now it's the terrible state <laughs> and I'm miserable. And that's usually what brings people right to that, to that level of growth. But then, you know, I want to also, you know, give a shout out to people who are in the fine state, right. And they're in the, you know, it's a problem, but I mean, do I really want to go to all this work to actually try to fix that problem? I don't know if I'm there yet. You know, there's no problem with where we are in our growth process in itself. I think we all get there when we're supposed to. But what it comes down to is, you know, that's it's just important to know, right? The self-awareness of, well, maybe instead of having like those thoughts swirl swirling in your mind about your boss and about how terrible work was that day, as an example, and needing to grab that glass of wine at the end of the day, what if you were able to not just manage the experience, but were able to transcend it, right? And so those thoughts never bothered you anymore. You could come home, right? And instead you could relax and maybe even dive into a new hobby that you never even thought that you would do because who has the time for that, right? But when your mind is clear, when it's open, when you're really open to creativity, then your life opens up, it expands. So I guess for those who are feeling like, how do I know I really need to change? It's that, are you ready for that next larger, more expansive experience of life? Are you ready for to step into that larger version of yourself? Are you tired of this kind of like dream of life where it's the same thing every day, you're on autopilot, you know, and you're constantly doing the same thing and you're wondering, is there more? then yes, this work is for you because that is a standstill for sure. Thank you. And I think also something to, to add to that, just from my own experience, when I left corporate during the pandemic, I had been really sick and I was sick for years and I never really put two and two together. Like, hello, you're not in your lane, but it's also, I'm continuing to do work now. I feel like I am in my lane and I'm excited about each new chapter that I get to explore about myself. Whereas before I was kind of just like running that wheel getting the money, flying all over the world, doing my job and just putting everything, like stuffing everything down. And now things are coming up and I really appreciate that. It's, it's good to actually yeah. feel again. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know that I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it's, that is it right there, right? You're able to feel again. It's like you come back to, I, honestly, a lot of what I tell people is that this work is about becoming more fully human. You know, it's about leaving behind perfectionism because that's a really tough thing to, to be sitting with every day. Right. I mean, imagine how much mental energy and emotional energy that takes up. And especially mm -hmm. like you had mentioned too, when you're working so much and you're just, you're disconnected, right. Disembodied maybe even from your experience. And over time it can feel like 
well, some people hit rock bottom, right? And they say, I need to do some deep change or deep work around this. But what it comes down to is that no matter where you are, right, in this journey of healing or your readiness for that, it is about becoming more fully human, right? Feeling more and being okay with that. Because no longer do we have to run from our emotions, right? No longer do we have to suppress what feels hard. And if we think about it, that's what we're doing as human beings, right? We move towards pleasure. We move away from pain. And we're always trying to just be okay, right? And we're trying to make things better in every moment, every choice we're making, right? To to get back on this, you know, understanding that we are going to avoid more pain, right? And we're doing that because of our inner child wounding, but we don't even know we're doing it sometimes. But it's a really interesting activity to start to notice when you're making decisions every day. Notice, are you trying to move towards pleasure or away from pain? Or are you aligning right with the moment and kind of a, a more surrendered or more open or accepting state of mind? Great point, Sid. And I have a follow up, and I'd love for both of you to comment on this. Yeah. There are definitely people I've known or know who want to have fun all the time. And <laughs> And so I'm just wondering, nobody wants to be in pain all the time, right? Unless you're a martyr. But is there some point where we we need to do some work on why do we need to be occupied all the time? Why do we need the next thing to turn us on or make us feel good? Can't we just feel good in our body doing nothing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can go into that. But first, of course, want to turn it back over and, and also give you a chance to, to comment if you'd like to. Um, well, on my side, I would just most probably say that they most likely avoiding something. Um, if if we want to stuff our time full of things, be it activities, people, physical things, it's most probably because we don't want to be with ourselves. And there's a reason for that. And I think Amy might be able to shed some more light on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and you know, it's really interesting because it is really about this need to have fun. And you're right. It's like we do. I mean, it's natural. It's human. You know, we don't want to be in pain. That is not a fun thing. So, but the issue remains, yes, that we're seeking on the outside, right? We're seeking something out there. I want to have fun, right? I want to go out and party or I want to go out and go out with my friends and socialize. Or, you know, I actually live a, a pretty um, different, non-traditional kind of life in which, you know, I travel full-time in my RV with my husband. So we're constantly on the road and except for right now we're in Washington because this is our home base in the summer, <laughs> but like we're constantly on the road and doing things and like we're going to leave again in a few months and head across to the other end of the U S. And so there's always like something exciting and you know, the next thing and the next thing, although naturally there's challenges that come with that too, but it's really fascinating to think, you know, at the start of this journey, you know, where I was with all this, it was like, yeah, I want to travel. I want to see new places because there is an excitement in that right? There's an excitement and opening your mind. And I don't think there's anything wrong with starting to notice, right? That like, for example, when you spend more time in nature, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel a certain way, you know, but, and also when you spend more time with friends, socializing, enjoying that time together, it makes you feel a certain way. But in the end, what's most important is that you are able to sit in this knowing that you don't have to have any of that right? That you can just sit still and let things be and not have to worry about somebody else or something else coming in to light you up again, right? That you can light yourself up and connect with yourself in the highest possible way. And this was something that, you know, I had to sit with personally too, when we, my husband and I bought property here in Washington recently, just a few months back. And we came here and I was like, so excited. And I was like, oh, it's going to be great. You know? And uh, then the weather took a turn for the worst. And it was like, <laughs> we're up on a mountaintop. It's 4,500 feet up, you know, up high. We've got like snow-capped mountains in front of us. And it was, um, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. Of course. I mean, I should know that by now. Right. But I sat with it and it's like the wind started coming heavy and then the weather turned and it was raining and hailing. And I mean, my goodness, it's June. Right. So we're thinking this is strange, not normal for our experience. And one of those things that I didn't even notice I was doing was I was seeking like this environment 
this particular environment, of course, buying property here to invoke a sense of peace and calm and joy. And then as soon as that didn't happen, because I couldn't leave the RV, it was like dangerous to go outside with everything blowing everywhere <laughs> and realized, wow, I can't actually, I, I, you know, this is, this is bringing up some distress in me. Like I'm not actually enjoying this process. And that was really interesting to me. I found it fascinating because then I could sit with that and say, huh, which part of me is it, right? Which part of me is showing up right now? Which part of me needs to be uncovered here so that I can work with that part of me and remind myself that it, we don't need that. We don't need, right, this beautiful weather, which is always, you know, something that I've attached myself to, right, is being in a beautiful place and having a beautiful environment in order to feel calm and grounded and realizing I didn't need that. So, you know, I thank the weather for its very strange pattern. <laughs> to be able to to grow even deeper in myself as well and i consider that really important i want to walk the talk that i that i also do with my clients and that i feel that mm. there's so many different layers to healing and that as we approach one then it's like we feel like oh i'm done i'm done i've got this and then the next layer shows up and you're like oh boy <laughs> i like an onion <laughs> you know peel it back peel it back and i'm gonna get down to the depth but it, it, like I mentioned earlier, it gets easier, right? It wasn't, it's not as effortful, like within, whereas I would have probably been in like a, let's say a down mood for a few days because of the weather shift. It only took me a few minutes to say, no, snap out, right? No, this is actually, I can just sit here in meditation and enjoy myself, right? And that's okay. So I think that's the big difference, right? We don't stop feeling emotion as we do this deeper healing work, but we start to not just manage emotion, but we can transcend our experience of being attached to emotion, if that makes sense mm -hmm. too, around these experiences. Yes. Yeah. Go shake your head. Yes. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think something else uh, as we're all coaches here, I think what's pretty cool is that we learn to recognize, like you recognize your own behavior. It didn't take you mm -hmm. five years to figure it out. You're like within a few yeah. minutes, maybe you're like, okay, yeah. this is what's going on. I have the tools. Yes. I know yes. what I need to do. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It's all about having, the, yes, having the tools means everything though. I mean, it really means everything because when you have the tools, yeah. you can reconnect and say, I'm not alone in this anymore. I don't have to feel stuck. Right. Mm -hmm. I finally have clarity as well. And so do both of you do any kind of similar coaching to that or, or also, you know, related to mental health or emotional well-being at all? Um, I do emotional well-being. Um, and I work with quite a few specialists. So normally within the specialist field, we have a tendency to think it's all about logic and we forget about the emotion part of it. And emotion is a data point. Literally, it's giving us data. Um, so as soon as we start understanding what the emotion is trying to do, it makes it so much easier to work with it. Um, so, yeah, absolutely to your point, your, your emotion was telling you something, right? And you listened and then transcended <laughs> instead of trying to bottle it or avoid it or do something else with it. Exactly. Exactly. It's like opening to it, right? You're like, oh, it's here. Okay. I guess I'll open to it and I'll be fully with it. Right. In this way. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And for me, when I put my coaching hat on, I'm strictly coaching people on either how to interview or how to listen. And what I was going to share with you to your point is when we do the work as individuals and we have our toolbox of tools, we make it a lot easier for the other people around us too. Sometimes they're resentful though, because they're like, whoa, look at that person changing. I'm still the same over here. But, it, but also we don't take our stuff and dump it on someone else because we're processing it ourselves, which I think is really amazing and important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess that's so important. And you're right. It's like other people, because what ends up happening is, you know, like jealousy, for example, or the other emotions that we don't typically like to talk about, right? Because they're not good feelings, but that's all connected to our core wounds too, right? So when someone else mm -hmm. is, let's say, you know, looking at you and saying, oh gosh, I wish I was there or, you know, or you're finding that for yourself too, this whole comparison trap that we get into. And you can be sure there's a, an inner child wound there for sure. So that's another key point or another key trigger 
that can help us point to understanding, you know, when it is an inner child wound. And it's always this feeling of kind of not enoughness. So with that, I mean, whether it's you or someone else, in compassion is so important. I mean, really, it's so important, right? First, of course, for yourself to remind yourself of where you are in your own journey, and then also to have compassion for others, right? For that connection and knowing that they're just dealing with their own inner child wounds in that moment. We can see everyone as little children, right? Going through their own experiences. I know that might be strange to say, but as we see that, I mean, we have so much more compassion for others, you know, for the fact that they're not happy or if they're angry or if they're causing, you know, some issues in their own life that are spilling over into other people's lives. So yeah, that's definitely an important point too. Yes, absolutely. And as we come to the end of our show, I just want to say, first of all, it's very cool that you're in an RV traveling around the country. That I love that. But we also have one of our team members, Roland Friedel, who's doing the same thing. He's in Europe. He left his home in Mallorca and he's traveling in his RV for maybe a year or two. Who knows? Uh, how have you found it uh, in terms of doing your work? Do you have any concerns with, uh, with Wi-Fi or anything? Or you've figured it all out, it seems? Oh gosh, it was just total perfection. I didn't have any issues. No, I'm, I'm kidding. hundred percent, hundred percent. It was, it has been the, the total and complete, I would say like the growth opportunity for me on this experience, because you, you know, you'll go and say, all right, I'm going to travel or I'm going to create this experience and I'm ready to do this. And then all of a sudden, forget right in that moment there's also challenges along the way and then thinking oh i've covered all bases so we're good and then we hit the road and even though we'd find places with you know we would say that they would have good cell signal there was not good cell signal and so we would be stuck in this you know in the middle of nowhere or at one point we were stuck in a national park and we realized our campground didn't have any signal and then we had to drive all the way through it was actually through yellowstone national park and we drove through and uh, I missed several calls and clients that day. And, you know, it happens, but it's one of those things where we try to plan in advance. And then we moved up here to Washington. And it's so funny because, you know, I came up here before when we looked at the property and we tested out our signal and we're like, oh my gosh, this is great. But we got back up here and when the weather started getting really bad, it was, that was it, totally done for. And we got satellite and that didn't work and our cell signal didn't work. And I just moved here and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can actually see my clients and do the work I need to do as beautiful as all this is, you know, it's like, I can't actually work. And it's amazing how much we were on the internet for anything you know it just it, mm -hmm. it just now i have like a deep appreciation for these things and learning about them that i never knew before and um, we ended up getting a um, starlink system some of you might have heard about that and it's um one of those like remote area satellites that are amazing and to be honest without that right now i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to do this podcast so it's pretty amazing that it works. And um, yeah, so I would suggest anybody who's having internet issues to consider, you know, using an alternative Wi-Fi system such as that, because when, gosh, it's like, it took us, took us months here to figure that out. And then it also took, because we've been on the road for several years now, and we would run into things and we think, oh, we've got it well planned, but then realized, nope, we actually don't. So yeah, I think it's still a learning experience, but I do feel that we finally are equipped with everything we need to re-hit the road again. Now we'll have signal in national parks that would be completely unavailable to us before. And uh, yeah, so that's that's a plus. So fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> oh, just one more question. What would you say the key takeaways are that you've learned from traveling in this way and living this way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is um, really pushed my growth zone, zone in many ways. I mean, aside from the Wi-Fi, of course, that was another thing. But I would say that what I have really learned and, and truly have definitely tapped more into my inner child because I've tapped into the quality of play and the quality of just letting go and enjoying myself. And, you know, for me, like spontaneity, for example, is a quality of my inner child and curiosity and adventure. And so when I tap into these qualities, I really feel that I am deeply and heart in a very heartfelt way connecting with my inner child. So I feel like 
in many ways, I've become more integrated as a human being. I feel less fragmented. My mind is not running, you know, on empty. There isn't the monkey mind issue. I'm able to pull it back pretty easily because I just, I know what my inner child, I know the levels of my inner child and the emotions she feels. I know the different parts of me and how they show up. So having all that plus the travels, right, experience allows me to connect more with nature which honestly just helps me so much with grounding and being, you know, more mm. present in my day-to-day life that it's allowed me to go inward more readily than for example, if I was stuck in like the same routine every day, or if I never got outside, I mean, that's, it's pretty tough. It can be pretty tough to be able to tap in without, you know, without the right environment sometimes, right. In my case, anyway. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really enjoy hearing about uh, people's lifestyles and and how they're taking uh, that curiosity and and incorporating into their life to get out of the status quo. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there's always new adventures, right? That's the thing with it. There's always new adventures along the way. And there's times where, you know, basically my whole life is is a surrender process. You know, that's what I tell myself every day is how can I surrender just a bit more? How can I let go just a bit more? Because as soon as you expect something, that's when everything becomes problematic, right? In that moment, because mm-hmm. life doesn't give us what we expect. So yeah, that's been my experience. You know, for anybody who decides to just, you know, sell everything like we did and jump in an RV, that would be my my life lesson I would extend to you in the process. Amy, I'm going to spotlight you uh, once again. If you can please share with our audience, they're not able to read the banner or maybe they're listening on our radio channel. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you and who would you like to reach out to? Yes. So the best way to get in touch with me is quite honestly through my Facebook group. I'm very active there. And that is here at the bottom. It's facebook.com slash groups slash awakening spiritually. And this is a group where I'm helping anyone who joins to deepen their understanding of self. And this is their true self, true authenticity of connecting with who you really are. And Within this group, what's really amazing about it is we're able to engage in the way where I'm actually creating personalized videos for you. I'm connecting with you and sending you messages. So we're very intricately connected in this community. And I love that because I want to feel like we are growing right together and that I can help you through whatever stuck points are coming up for you. So that's the best place to connect. That's where I'm really active several times a week there. And then you can also find me on my website. It's one-awakening.com to find out more about offerings, you know, such as the coaching work I do and to learn more about what it looks like to heal your inner child. I also have blog posts there as well. If you want to learn more about healing your inner child and tapping into your true self. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I've learned so much from you today and it's a pleasure to meet you and know that you're out on that road. You're hitting that road and traveling across the United States of America. It's fabulous. Yes, exactly. It is fun. Definitely probably won't come back to Washington until later in the summer next year, though, when it's a little warmer. So learning as we go. So Yeah, sure. Well, thank you for being here. I hope you come back and visit us. We have a women's show. It's called a woman's prerogative and it's a panel show. We'd love to have you as a guest. If you can fit it into your travel schedule, that'd be fabulous. Awesome. Well, thank you for inviting me. This is wonderful. Thanks to both of you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Safe travels to you. Yes. Thank you. Take care. (laughs) Namaste. Bye. Namaste. Bye. Oh, I just love meeting her. She's filled with so much positive energy and lots of great uh, stories and tips for us to really take to heart. Absolutely. So Mariska, thanks also for your analogy about the yarn. That was, uh, that's easy to picture in the mind as well, that unraveling. I can see a cat playing with a ball of yarn and pushing it away. That's, we're always pushing things away, right? We need to bring it back in. Yes. And especially when I I know personally, if I find a, a whole bunch of knotted, whether it be string or yarn or whatever, my first response normally when I look at it is, uh, not now. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to untangle this thing. It just looks too difficult. And the way Amy described it is that once we start doing the work, it's actually not that difficult. You pull a few strings and 
it unravels. You don't have to worry about the rest. But she also mentioned that it is work that keeps on going. It gets easier, but it never stops. So that is a fun thing um, for us to look forward to. Yes, it is. And I was listening, but I want to just be honest that I just joined uh, Amy's group on Facebook. So I am now a member <laughs> there and I'm forward to interacting with her. Uh, before we close out the show, I just want to share one thing for our audience who may not be aware. Mariska and I are working together on a series of seven children's books, and they are to help children and their parents learn how to listen at an elevated level. And here's the mm -hmm. first book cover. There'll be a couple of tweaks that'll be made, but the first book is called The Amazing Adventures of Lady Ella, the Listening Mentor. And for those of you who don't know, I'm the Listening Mentor. That is what I do. I teach people to listen at an elevated level. And Lady Ella is my great niece. She's nine months old. She lives in Virginia. And each of the characters that you see on the book cover represent real people, people who are on our team of elevated listeners. So for example, the cow, her name is Belle, and that represents my sister. My sister designed that character and the attributes that go with the character that will come through the book. And the ladybug is me, and I have a little name tag, Ella, and each of these other characters represents <laughs> uh, someone else. So Mariska, if you just want to share a little bit about why we're writing this book, the first one, and then what we would like people to, to take away from learning to listen. Well, the reason why we are writing the book is that for most of us throughout our life, um, we find that we are first, when we're little, get told that we need to be quiet and we then need to listen. And then after a while, we start to talk and don't ever stop to listen to anyone else. So in the process of writing this book, we are endeavoring to teach children, and of course, because it is for five to 10 year olds, their parents in the process, more about listening and communication skills in general for us to be able to not only show that we are listening, but also communicate better in the process. So this very first book, we will be um, meeting the characters, as Dr. Jacqueline said, and finding out how they navigate this whole listening realm. And of course, nobody's perfect. So they are most probably going to make a few mistakes along the way. And that is how we learn. So we are really excited about this book. And it is planned for a November release. So we cannot wait to share this with you guys and get some more feedback around what it is that we might be able to incorporate in the following books after that. Thank you so much. Yes, we are super excited. So here is our invitation to you. If you would like to become an elevated listener and listen at a higher level, listening without judgment, listening without providing a solution, listening without interrupting and listening without stage hogging. Oh, I hate that stage hogging where you're telling the story and someone else says, oh, I went on vacation. Let me tell you about my trip. And you're still here with, I didn't even get to my trip. Now you have the stage. So you can become an elevated listener. It's a two and a half hour course that I've managed to, I slimmed it down into that two and a half hours. It's $257 and you can actually take it over on Think mm -hmm. Ithic. So once you become a certified elevated listener, not only can you be featured in our books that are coming up, mm -hmm. but you also, hold on, wait, there's more. You also can play our game show, Who's <gasps> Listening? <laughs> this is for certified <laughs> elevated listeners and members of our elevated listening community. Our elevated listening team will be competing against each other for fabulous prizes. One of the prizes mm -hmm. I am actually offering up is a license to be a talking head on our platform. And that 
license for six months is now $6,000. So you would get to have your own 30 minute show where you are presenting your knowledge, your expertise each week, once a month, whatever it is that works for you. Plus we'll have some other fabulous prizes. So again, please go over to, you can either go to my website, drjacqueline.com, or you can go over to mm -hmm. thinkific, drjacqueline.thinkific.com. All right. Wow. Yes, that is so exciting. <laughs> I'm going to spotlight you as well for you to share how people can reach out to you and who you would like to contact you. Mm -hmm. So um, to reach out to me for those listening and watching, of course, watching is nice and easy. You can look at the banner for all the spellings. For those listening, uh, you can reach out to me via my email, which is Mariska, M-A-R-I-S-K-A, at journey to the number two discover dot com or alternatively you can visit my website which is journey to also the number two discover.com um alternatively you can also connect with me via linkedin and i would love to connect with you guys and it's the platform that i use most so if you message me there um, and send a connection link i will definitely be in touch and the people that I work with most, as I mentioned a little bit earlier in our show, is specialists, especially those moving into leadership and leaders moving within the leadership um, realm. So within those spaces, I love working with you guys. And the reason why I love working with you guys is because I have such a passion for all things engineering-like and innovation-like. And of course, specialists are the ones that help bring this to the world. And leaders are the ones that help to make things even more and better within our teams. So yeah, that is the people I work with and how you, can guide, how you guys can connect with me. Thank you very much, Mariska. And I hope you're having a beautiful Tuesday over there while we're still on Ooh. Monday. <laughs> Tuesday looks good for us. So far, yes, the sun is out. Uh, it's a little bit chilly on my side, but you guys have summer, so you don't have a problem. I think you would have a brilliant Tuesday. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. And it's great to have you back. It is wonderful to be back. I have missed you guys so much. All right. Well, I look forward to catching up with you as we continue our writing process for the book. And you have a beautiful rest yes. of your day. Thank you. And you too. And to our listeners. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, folks, with just a couple of minutes left, I want to share a few things in case you're joining us for the first time. We have about 26 shows a week. We'll be going to 35 very soon, but I wanted to share what some of them are so that if you're interested in being a guest on any of our shows or you want to watch any of them, go over to our YouTube channel, USA Global TV, and you can subscribe there to see all of our shows. Okay, first we have Pet Psychic Amina. Loving Longevity, Aging Gracefully with Humor, A Woman's Prerogative. This is the show I was talking to Amy about, a show for women, by women, about women. Global Homes and Gardens. For all you gardeners out there, anyone who's doing something around the house, maybe uh, it could even be you're a chef. Whatever it is about homes or gardens, we'd love to have you. Our live cooking show, The United Kitchens with Ricky McKenna. Adversity to Awesome. This is a show that I do by myself. And as you can see on the bottom, my book is also there, Adversity to Awesome. The Power of Etiquette and Manners. Authentic Achievements. And of course, we have our men's show. How could we not? Wild at Heart, Bonfire Talks, Real, Authentic, Uncut. The Wise Ones. The Corner Bookstore, The Business Talk Show, and The Listening Mentor, The United Kingdom News and Culture, The Film and Music Show, and we also have our expert panelists for the Talking Heads panel. You can see Mariska is there. 
And there are some of the shows that we have. We have more, but I'm not going to take up any more of your time on that. So my last message is, again, I'd love to have you join us for the Elevated Listening. I do have a graphic for this. Here's some of our team, the Elevated Listening team. And they have all received their certificates, their headshot, and their uh, certificate are up on drjacqueline.com. And their headshots are on USA Global TV as well. So all you have to do is go over to drjacqueline.com slash shop. All right, that's all for today. We'll be coming back tomorrow. We broadcast five days a week. And again, if you're interested in being a guest, please go over to our website, usaglobaltv.com. Book your session. All right, thank you again. I'll see you tomorrow. 